TikTok, the trade period is coming close to an end. And Tom Fitzgerald says he wants to add more grit. However, is that more of a need or is that more of a want? And also, Damon Severson shared some of his thoughts after he learned that Timo Meyer was joining the New Jersey Devils organization. And he showed some concern for Jesper Bratt. We have a lot to talk about in today's episode of Locked on Devils. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked on Devils with Trey Matthews. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, and also part-time credential media member, Trey Matthews. So when this episode goes live, the trade deadline period will come to an end in about 8 hours and 45 minutes because it'll end at 3 p.m. Eastern time. And Tom Fitzgerald recently went on NHL Network shortly after the Timo Meyer trade, and he said that he was looking to add more grit to the roster. Now, here's the thing. The New Jersey Devils were linked to possibly get Max Domi. Jersey Joe and I discussed about the matter when he appeared on the show just a couple days ago. However, it's been revealed that Max Domi is heading to the Dallas Stars because the asking price for Max Domi was relatively cheap because Pierre Lebrun initially reported that the asking price for uh, Max Domi was going to be like a second round draft pick. And I was like, that is perfectly doable for New Jersey Devils. And uh, like I've said in previous episodes, the New Jersey Devils, they're now in a buyer mindset. So they don't need to hoard all those draft picks. They could use them as trade capital. So Max Domi is now off the books. And I waited real late at night to record this episode because I was on trade watch. So at the time of recording, it's 1134 my time. So that means it is 134 Eastern time. So I just wanted to make sure that no trades were going to occur throughout the night. So unless Tom Fitzgerald is some sort of night owl or whatever the case might be, I think I'm good for a time being. Now, a lot could change within the next few hours, but I just don't foresee the New Jersey Devils uh, making a deal for right now. I think they got their player. They're satisfied with it. And it just leads into the question, which is do the New Jersey Devils actually need more grit on their roster? So the way I see it, it's a balancing act. So I say if they did not get Timo Meyer or any of their backup options, because if you recall, they were linked to Horvat, they were linked to O'Reilly, they were linked to Tarasenko, they were possibly linked to Kane, Barbashev. There were a lot of options on the table for New Jersey Devils to try to pursue via a trade. But now since they got their guy, they don't really need to worry about getting more depth because they got the main centerpiece uh, of a trade, which is they got Timo Meyer. They got their number one option. Now, had they not gotten Timo Meyer or any of their backup options, then they 100% need to find more depth to the roster because it's something that I've been talking about in previous trade discussion episodes, which is okay, if you don't get Timo Meyer, if you don't get any of the other big name pieces available in the trade market, then you need to find some guys that are low risk but high reward because the New Jersey Devils, they've had a history of finding those diamonds in the rough. That's why we have players like Jonas Siegenthal on our team or look at someone like Dawson Mercer who just broke the team record for uh, longest uh, goal streak uh, of seven. And Dawson Mercer, he fell a couple spots in his respective draft class and 
quite honestly, out of all the players that the New Jersey Devils drafted in 2020 in the first round, Alexander Holtz, Shakir Mukamadoulin, and Dawson Mercer, Mercer is the best player of those three. So Mukamadoulin is with the San Jose Sharks, and Alexander Holtz, he still has a lot of potential, but unfortunately just hasn't panned out for right now, but digressing a little bit. The point is the New Jersey Devils are good at finding diamonds in the rough. Ryan Graves is a good example. Jesper Bratt, he was a late uh, draft selection. Same with Yegor Sharangovich, whatever the case might be. Obviously, they they swing for the fences, and they usually strike gold when they draft, like, first overall, given Nico Heischer and also Jack Hughes. But nonetheless, the New Jersey Devils are, are good at finding some players that fall underneath the radar. So I said, come the trade deadline, if you can't get those big-name players, then there's no uh, wrong with going – after some players that fall under the radar, but they're cheap and they have some high value because I said that's still just as good because as Christy Flannery, who's a friend of the show, covers the Devils for the hockey writers, she said that during the course of the summer, the New Jersey Devils need to focus more on filling out their roster instead of swing for the fences like Alex DeBrincat or uh, Johnny Goodrow or Kevin Fiala or some of those players that the New Jersey Devils were also rumored to be linked to when they were available to be swooped up. But the Devils, they've settled Andre Pallott. They settled with a few other pieces. And first half of the year, Devils go on a 13-game win streak. So my thing is, like, the balancing act is that they got Timo Meyer, so grit would be nice and all, but it's not a dire need. So the thing about Timo Meyer is that, yes, he is a goal scorer, but here's something else that I, that I found quite interesting, and this is courtesy of Gianni, New Jersey Devil. He tweeted out saying the acquisition of Timo Meyer is widely known as the Devils bring in a score, but man, is he tough to play against. So combined between Hughes, Brat, Sharon Govich, Heischer, Mercer, they have 91 hits. Timo Meyer by himself has 112 hits. Timo Meyer is exactly what the New Jersey Devils have been missing. Now, that stat is a little bit outdated because ever since the New Jersey Devils played against the Colorado Avalanche, but still, the point is, is that between all those players combined that he that Gianni just listed, Timo Meyer has more hits. So Timo Meyer, something I, I I've been raving about is that yes, his scoring is good, but he's not afraid to get his hands dirty. He's not afraid to do the dirty work. We've been seeing uh, some of those videos linger around Twitter where he's just, uh, you know, getting underneath the skin of some of his opponents. He likes to play in front of the net and get those redirect goals. So Timo Meyer, he does add that grit. So I want people to remember that he is a blue-collar type of player despite putting up some big numbers on the offensive side of things. And now something else I want to talk about is remember when Tom Fitzgerald said he would usually be a, a little uh, hesitant and apprehensive to make a big deal before Andre Pilat returned to action because he was like, if Andre Pilat is able to return from his groin surgery and is able to contribute in more ways than one, then the New Jersey Devils would consider that to be their quote-unquote big get because, remember, Andre Pilat was not present during when the New Jersey Devils were on their 13-game win streak or winning a whole bunch of their games because, like I just said, he was out because of his groin injury. But Andre Pilat, he could still be that big get for New Jersey Devils, just in a different aspect. So I hinted it in the previous episode, which is maybe you move Andre Pilat to the third line, because let's face it, barring anything uh, catastrophic, unless this line crashes and burns, you keep Dawson Mercer, Nico Heischer, and Thomas Tatar together like glue. Do not separate them, because the last week or so, they have been racking up the points like nobody's business. So that line is going to stay intact. 
So you got to put Timo Myers somewhere on the top six. So you're going to have to slide him on the Jack Hughes line. And unfortunately, the odd man out in this case would have to be Andre Palat. Now, the thing about Andre Palat is, like I said, he could contribute in more ways than one. And he could be that overall depth piece that the Devils need on their bottom six. Because the whole main narrative of maybe pursuing after Max Domi was just to add more uh, flexibility on our bottom six because the BMW line, let's face it, it just it, they're not as effective as they were at the beginning of the year. That's why you see players like Miles Wood struggling. That's why you see Nathan Bastion sometimes being a healthy scratch. So I really want to see the BMW line contribute in more ways than one. Unfortunately, they have fizzled out just a little bit. Now, when looking at the line combinations that the New Jersey Devils rolled out in their previous matchup against the Avalanche, you see, obviously see the Nico Heischer line. That one stays intact. Then you see the second line, Jack Hughes, Yegor Sharangovich, and Jesper Bratt. And then for the third line, Andre Pilat, Eric Halla, and Jesper Boquist. Now, adding uh, Timo Meyer to the mix, you can move Sharangovich da back down to the bottom six, keep Andre Pilat on that third line, and you have more wiggle room and you have more flexibility to try to contribute on your bottom six a little bit more. Now, the problem for Yegor Sharangovich is that I need to see him contribute without the services of Jack Hughes, because it seems like outside of Jack Hughes, Yegor Sharangovich just goes completely under the radar. He goes silent and puts up nothing but zero. So the X factor for Yegor Sharangovich, when Timo Myers inserted to the lineup, is that you have to find ways to contribute in more ways than one. I still believe in Sharangovich. I think he is a great contributor, and he could definitely be that offensive spark. But I think Andre Palat is going to be that main depth piece for New Jersey Devils on their bottom six. So, yes, we struck out with Max Domi, despite the asking price being fairly cheap. But at the same time, I get what Tom Fitzgerald is trying to do. But at the same time, I think it's just the balancing act. I think since you got Timo Meyer, grit would be great and all. But remember, Timo Meyer already adds that. There's a lot of other players that can add more grit as well, whether it's on the defensive side of things or the offensive side of things. So someone like Miles Wood, I always say he's a pest, not an enforcer. So there you go. There's there's someone who can definitely give you some great Nathan Bastion. We call him like the goal goblin uh, because similar to Timo Meyer, he likes to play in front of the net and get those redirect goals. And he's not afraid to get his hands dirty. So there's another uh, quote unquote pest or, or grit player that you would like to have on your roster or uh, John Marino on the defensive side of things. John Marino, he might not put up a lot of numbers in terms of points. But we definitely know what he could do on that blue line for the Devils, suppressing shots, asserting himself, using his big body, his big uh, frame to just uh, uh, knock people off the puck. Or similar to Jonas Siegenthaler. That's why we love Jonas Siegenthaler on this roster. So I think for Tom Fitzgerald, the thing is, that's more of a want than a need, but I kind of understand it. But at the same time, you got Timo Meyer, you got your guy. He brings that grit as well. Don't underestimate that. So do the New Jersey Devils need to add more grit to the roster? I, I personally think they're good for right now, but you can never have too many hardworking guys on your roster. But when this episode goes live, and maybe this will change within the next few hours, because like I said, it'll be about eight hours and 45 minutes until the trade deadline period comes to an end. And a lot can happen during that time span. However, I just don't see the New Jersey Devils making another move this late in the game. Okay, we have some drama to address amongst the Devils organization. Now, personally, I think people just blew this out of proportion, but courtesy of our friend who is a beat writer for the New Jersey Devils on NJ.com, Ryan Novozinski, he recently revealed an article involving Jesper Bratt 
and Damon Severson. So obviously when we got Timo Meyer, he was not extended. So that kind of saved the bacon of people like Damon Severson, Mackenzie Blackwood, Miles Wood, because I said, had Timo Meyer signed his extension with the San Jose Sharks and then was dealt away, you're going to have to get a few players off the books. And unfortunately, Damon Severson would have been one of those players more, more likely than not. Similar to when I did those trade packages with Jersey Joe a few weeks ago, we were looking at three-way trades. Like we were looking at a, a third team that could get involved because that's what we anticipate. We anticipate for Timo Meyer to sign his extension just to be safe because Tom Fitzgerald, he wants players that are here for a good while. But digressing a little bit, let's dissect this article from our friend Ryan Ovazinski. So to start off the article, Ryan Ovazinski basically described where Jesper Bratt and Damon Severson were at when the Timo Meyer trade first broke. He said that Damon Severson and Jesper Bratt were on a double date and Damon Severson was looking at his phone and he was a little worried because he's he he told Jesper, he was like, this might be the last time that we have dinner together because I'm sure Severson was worried that he was involved in the deal. But I'm sure as news continued to break and details started to emerge about who was involved in the trade, I'm sure people like Damon Severson and a few others like I just listed on Devils roster, were able to breathe a big sigh of relief. Now, here's the thing. Damon Severson uh, did tell Ryan Ovazinski, like, uh, his mindset that he has going forward for Devils now that they got Timo Meyer and Jesper Brown the roster, but both of them need extensions. He was quoted to say, not to get ahead of ourselves, but I was thinking this at dinner. Brett is a restricted free agent. Timo is a restricted free agent. These guys are both good players. The cap is what it is, and there's no way around it. It's not choose one, but they're going to have to find a way to keep both of them. Both of them have earned every single cent that they're going to get. But Bradder is my guy. I've known him for so long now, and I don't want to see him get slighted or even have something happen where it's tough. Okay, so Damon Severson sticking up for his friend, and that kind of irked some of the Devils fan base because they felt as though that that Damon Severson was just trying to create some unnecessary drama. And also the matter of fact is I'm sure this also rubbed some fans the wrong way. They're just like, Damon, uh, if the devils need to make a financial move, you'll be the first one to go. So um, I'll talk about that in the third and final segment, but Ryan Novoselsky was also able to talk to Jesper Bratt. And here's what Bratt had to say in regard to getting Timo Meyer and what his future is like with the devils. So Brad said, getting a player like this makes a huge difference for us, hopefully even for him. A deal gets done and all that stuff. Right now, I'm just focused on winning games and playing my best hockey and making a push right now. All other things will get figured out somehow. Now, here's the thing. Tom Fitzgerald has recently revealed that he is trying to work on a deal with Jesper Brad to get extended. Now, it was one of the concerns I had when we first obtained Timo Meyer. It's probably, in fact, the only concern I have, which is Timo Meyer's not extended. Jesper Bratt's not extended. So how are you going to work out this financially? So we're going to, in the third and final segment, we're going to look at some players who are signed long-term, some players who are set to become unrestricted free agents and restricted free agents and how uh, Tom Fitzgerald can find that wiggle room because it might surprise a lot of people who might enter free agency after this season for Devils, but We'll talk about that momentarily. So my initial reactions to all this, because I was seeing Devil's Twitter, I was seeing all these fans basically saying like, Severson just makes it hard to love him, or Severson is this, Severson is that. 
My thing is simply this. Severson is a great guy, and I think Novo can definitely back me up in this case. I've had the pleasure of speaking with Damon Severson, I believe, two or three times, and he's always been so polite. He's always been very insightful, and I think that carries outside the locker room. So I don't think there was any ill intent from Damon Severson. And I don't know how he said it either. The only person who can really describe what he what his emotions was like or how things were perceived is Ryan Novozinski. And not a knock to, to Novo or anything, but Prince is obviously different in real life because people will make their own perceptions when reading a quote or whatever the case might be. So I don't think Severson had any ill intent. And quite honestly, I don't know what the hooting hollering is about saying that Severson makes it hard for people to like him, wherever the case might be. I think he genuinely is concerned for uh, his friend, but I do have some questions in regards to how maybe he said the quote, because the fact of the matter is simply this, Damon Severson is not safe by any stretch of the imagination. And I've said it in previous episodes, I don't see Damon Severson being a long-term player for the devil. So once 3 p.m. hits and the trade deadline period is over, like I said, I think players like Damon Severson, I think players like Mackenzie Blackwood, now Miles Wood, and I'm sure a few others will just breathe a sigh of relief knowing that it is over because they've been in trade rumors for a good while. So maybe Damon Severson is just a little stressed. And uh, Alan Creda has appeared on the show too. He's a Devils writer, also a Rangers and Islanders writer, for the Associated Press, and he says that he wants Damon Severson to uh, just live out the rest of his contract and experience a competitive playoff team in the New Jersey Devils since he's been on the team for a good while, similar to Miles Wood and Mackenzie Blackwood. So it's kind of, is it fair that that we're basically saying like the longest tenure players on the roster should be the first ones to go? Probably not, but at the end of the day, it's a business decision. And business decisions are going to have to be made. So we're going to talk about that momentarily. But speaking of business, if you're hiring, you need Indeed. Because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. And Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates With the right skills, you need one powerful hiring partner that can help do it all. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process. Find great talent through time-saving tools like Indeed, Instant Match, Assessments, and Virtual Interview. So start hiring right now with the $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked on. Offer valid through March 31st. Go to Indeed.com slash locked on to claim your $75 credit before March 31st. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And now, I want you guys to be happier. I want you to eat healthier. So let me tell you about Built Bar. So looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try a Built Bar. So I know you got through the holiday season and your New Year's resolution is probably eat a little healthier. So you got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious that you won't think that they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but somehow, someway, only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 70 grams of protein. And now you don't have to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. 
Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Bill Bars. You can pick up a four box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You can thank me later. Bill Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Okay, so let's discuss this whole ordeal for the New Jersey Devils that involves Damon Severson and Jesper Brad. So let's start with the obvious. Damon Severson, and if anyone is going to get slighted, unfortunately, it's going to be you. And that's not a knock at Damon Severson. That's just the facts because Timo Meyer is projected to be a long-term solution for Devils. He is part of their long-term process. Same with Jesper Bratt. So, like I said, if anyone's going to get slide in this case, it's going to be you. And I think that's what rubs some people the wrong way. But I, but like I said, I can't reiterate this enough. Damon Severson is a very good guy. He's a nice person. And it, I would like to think that it translates outside of the locker room as well. So I think he actually meant well. And I think that some people just took it the wrong way. So Damon Severson, I don't think there was any ill attempt. But let's look at some of the salary cap situations for the New Jersey Devils. So when we look at the Fords, Jack Hughes is signed long-term, obviously. Same with Nico Heischer and Andre Palat. Jesper Bratt is set to become a restricted free agent. Currently, he's being paid annually $5.45 million. Then for Tomas Tatar, he's set to become an unrestricted free agent. Given how well Tomas Tatar has performed this season for the Devils, I think Tomas Tatar might be resigned to a cheap two-year deal, but we'll see what happens. Miles Wood is set to become an unrestricted free agent at $3.2 million. I don't know what the case might be for Miles Wood. However, uh, given how he's played recently, I'm I'm a little on the fence for Miles Wood. So if he picks it up at the end of the season, then I think he'll be good for a cheap deal. I like Miles Wood, but at the same time, like I said in the previous segment, tough decisions are going to have to be made. So Eric Halla said to become an unrestricted free agent after this year. Yegor Sharangovich will become a restricted free agent. Michael McLeod will be a restricted free agent. Dawson Mercer is signed through uh, next season. Jesper Boquist will be a restricted free agent. Graham Clark, uh, he's on the roster right now for uh, just paper reasons, according to Ben Burnell, who covers the Utica Comets. So we're not going to worry about that. Nathan Bastian, restricted free agent. Then on the defensive side of things, Dougie Hamilton signed long-term. John Marino signed long-term. Damon Severson going to become an unrestricted free agent. Ryan Graves set to become an unrestricted free agent. So Damon Severson's contract is at 4.16 million. Then Ryan Graves is at 3.16 million. And then Jonas Siegenthaler signed long-term cheap deal though, being paid annually $3.4 million. Then Brendan Smith, he is going to be here next year at $1.1 million. So that's very cheap. Kevin Ball will be a restricted free agent. And then when looking at the goalies, Mackenzie Blackwood is set to become a restricted free agent at the conclusion of this year at $2.8 million. Obviously, before they even think about re-signing uh, Ryan Graves or Thomas Tatar or Eric Kahl wherever the case might be, their main priority should obviously to be to re-sign Timo Meyer and Jesper Bratt long-term, and then you fill out the roster as it progresses. So the openings are there, are there for the New Jersey Devils. However, some tough decisions are going to have to be made. So some of the players I listed who are going to be restricted free agents or unrestricted free agents, they might not be in a Devils uniform come next year. So I said one of the tough decisions might be Miles Wood. One of the tough decisions might be Michael McLeod, who's going to be an RFA. Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood set to become an RFA. So 
I don't feel comfortable re-signing uh, Mackenzie Blackwood to an extension given his injury situations the last few years. The fact that sometimes he does perform well, sometimes he performs uh, subpar, but at the same time, I know he can't be given the full blame just because sometimes the, the team in front of him doesn't really do all that well. But the point that I'm trying to make is that tough decisions will be made, including for Damon Severson and quite possibly Ryan Graves because you got Shimo in the Mets, you got Luke Hughes in the pipeline, but the point is, the openings are there for the New Jersey Devils. Now, how do you just fill it out? And another tough decision that will be made is that Timo Meyer might have to take a pay cut because it, it was rumored that he is searching to be paid annually $9 million. Now, the thing is, the New Jersey Devils don't want to surpass uh, Jack Hughes' contract because Jack Hughes is being paid $8 million annually through the 2027-2028 campaign. So that's something you have to take into consideration. So would Timo Meyer be willing to take a pay cut and maybe be paid around the same ballpark as Nico Heischer at $7.25 million? Or uh, someone like uh, of Andre Palat's status, Andre Palat is being paid $6 million annually. Do you think Jesper Bratt would be comfortable earning the same amount of money as Andre Palat? And quite honestly, at this point, Andre Palat is kind of an overpaid bottom six player. Because originally we had Andre Pilat on our top six, but then the Devils uh, surpassed expectations. And unfortunately, Andre Pilat is the odd man out in this case. I say move him to the bottom six, despite him uh, uh, performing really well these last uh, few weeks and coming back from that groin surgery, but digressing a little bit. I've always been saying that Jesper Bratt might want to consider earning around $6 million annually, similar to, to like Kevin Fiala or Brock Bessers. I know he wanted more than obviously the, the arbitration hearing was about to take place. Devils re-signed him to a one-year extension. And now it's just like Andre Pillai is being paid $6 million annually. Would Jesper Bratt be willing to be paid in that ballpark? So the thing is, is that here in my eyes, the Devils are set to win a lot more games in the future and they're going to be scary good. So you really need to hammer the point home to Jesper Bratt and Timo Meyer, saying that this is a collective effort. We want both of you here long term. However, one of you is going to have to one or maybe even both of you are going to have to take a pay cut because let's face it. I, I don't think Timo Meyer is going to get his nine million dollars annually. I think Jesper Bratt is going to get a few million dollars less than he would uh, prefer but Jesper Brad has said that he wants to finish what he started in New Jersey. But these are some of the circumstances I said could arise and could get him to possibly change his opinion. Because I said a lot can happen in a year. And quite honestly, guys, when the season first began, did you think the New Jersey Devils would be one of the front runners in the NHL? Did you think that they would actually have a legitimate chance of landing Timo Meyer? Because if the Devils were struggling, they're not in the running for Timo Meyer. I don't care what you say. That's just not how it, how it works. That's why during the course of the offseason, the Devils were trying to uh, strike while the iron was hot for some of those other big-name players so that way they could possibly have that guarantee that they were going to be good going into the year. But nonetheless, tough decisions are going to have to be made. And when looking at that article by Ryan Novozinski, I think it's just uh, – I think Damon Severson's uh, quotes and interpretations from other people, I think people are blowing it out of proportion – and I think Damon Severson actually does me well. And if you don't believe me, just ask Ryan Ovazinski. So that's my overall thought process, which is tough decisions are going to have to be made. And we're just going to have to go from there. But the openings are there for the Devils. And I'm sure 
Tom Fitzgerald is going to do whatever it takes to try to re-sign Jesper Bratt because he said that's a priority and something he's been hammering home with his camp and other people. So let me know what you guys think. Do you think Jesper Bratt and Timo Meyer would, would be willing to take pay cuts? Do you Did you like the comments made by Damon Severson? If not, what was the problem with what he said? Did I miss something? I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts. So leave a comment down below if you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening on podcast streaming service. Hit me up on my personal Twitter page and ask for today's episode. That's all the time I have for you. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Trade deadline ends in about eight hours and 45 minutes when this episode goes live. I'll catch you guys next time.